0: Hello, and welcome to the Accountability Coach podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money and work less so you can enjoy having your ideal business and your ideal life. This is Ann Backrack. Today we have a special guest with us, who I know you'll find to be a wealth of great information related to how we can best use our great AI tools and other technologies available to us to help us more quickly grow our business and be more successful. Thomas Helfrich is your double or maybe even triple scoop of top secret lead generating marketing mojo. He is a founder and CEO who has 20 years of experience in consulting, marketing, and entrepreneurial executive coaching. He's mentored hundreds of startup founders worldwide, spreading his magic touch. As a LinkedIn influencer, international public speaker, and social media figure with over 250,000 followers, Thomas is a recognized thought leader in the realms of entrepreneurship and artificial intelligence. Well, welcome, Thomas. We really appreciate you joining us.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I, I, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to have this conversation on uh, AI and, and wherever the conversation may go.
0: Yeah, I am actually super excited to pick your brain today. So let's just start with some basics here. What is AI and what is it not?
1: <laughs> well, AI, which means artificial intelligence, that's what it stands for, is uh, it's a collection of technologies that have incredible computing power. So the ability to learn at a machine levels, the machines can take data, lots of data, and they can learn from it and they can make you know predictions and and provide uh, suggestions and do a bunch of good things and crazy things that the human just couldn't do at, at, at the same speed. What it's not is, well, jokingly, AI is also everything that we can't do today, which is also what AI is not. It's not some general sentinel that's gonna you know, take over the world. It's, it's a pretty you know, defined set of technologies, so to speak, that will enable us to go faster and go f- further. So another way to think about artificial intelligence is maybe augmented intelligence or accelerating intelligence. It it doesn't really replace the human uh, fully. It it will accelerate us to do more things and uh, and then leverage our brains to to do more capable things that technology just can't do quite yet.
0: Awesome. So I know this next question is probably a really big loaded question, but I've got to ask it because I'm super curious what your thoughts are on here. What are some of the best technologies available to us today that will help us be even more productive?
1: so what are the oh man that's that is a loaded question <laughs> uh, in the content do how long is the podcast i um, know so, the, so i will tell you some some of my favorite technologies right now that enable uh myself and our my teams and my customers to go faster are around content creation around scheduling around you know production of social media content and things like that or even lead generation some of my favorites, obviously from a scheduling piece, are like Calendy. Absolutely love that. There's there's other choices, but my personal one would be Calendy for your booking and your keeping your calendar straight. I'm a big fan of of ChatGPT uh, 4 and and its competitors out there. That's incredibly good for taking um, the position of a customer, or you can leverage these things in conversation to help you think through a framework or a system, or even just create content or make suggestions to how you're thinking. Super powerful. Um, and and you know, the others are just around, you know. Fathom.video, which is a free service right now that you can use to help capture video when you're filming social media take highlights. Otter.ai for note-taking and other pieces. And and just even small things like Grammarly, and there's a million of them out there. You know, fill in the blank for the CRMs and other pieces. But from a social media standpoint, they're all really effective. I think LinkedIn by far is the, the best for business or anybody who's looking to professionalize their career, find leads or grow a business, you really need to, you need to be on LinkedIn to some degree in particular for B2B services. I could go on, but I think, you know, interesting enough, it's how you use those technologies that probably matter and how to use them together is what really counts. But those are my kind of, you know, drop list of faves.
0: Okay. And of the long list of thousands of options available today with the AI model, and I know you mentioned chat GPT and a couple others, but what are some other technologies that we could take advantage of? So it's not just necessarily possibly content creation; it could be around videos, et cetera. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I mean, there. So this is where I would. There's so many. It's. It, I would tell you that I'd rather give you a framework of how to think.
0: That'd and, be great. And,
1: and, and I think that it could, like I have all the favorites we use, but the technologies shift from month to month, year to year. What you want to find uh, is, is first of all, you don't want to get technology fatigued. You don't want to give me. There's so much out there, and if it's not your core competency of understanding what these texts do and how to use them, you're going to get burned out, and you're going to, to spend a lot of money, and you're not going to get any value from it, or very little. I would find the least expensive solution that's free to get what you need done to accelerate your world, and you know, in particular, like you know, how you can get them to work together. So, for for example, uh, you know, if you're using a form on your website. Use MailChimp, it's, it's very inexpensive and you can create an audience and you can use email marketing and other things through that. You can use a, a technology that's also inexpensive called Zapier and Zapier is something that can connect APIs, application programming interfaces, just by a click of a button, so connecting your your MailChimp to you know, your email or to your calendar or connecting a bunch of applications together to help them work together. But that way, the way to think about that is those are very inexpensive, they're very powerful, and you don't have to go full on enterprise mode on all these because some of the features are just more than you're gonna need, especially as a small medium business or a solopreneur or a coach or something like that. Just find the things that are minimal. Uh, and the other way to think is, Find one social media account and go narrow and deep on it. So if your customers are on LinkedIn, go LinkedIn. If they're on, you know, Meta, you know, Instagram or whatever else, go there. If they're on TikTok, whatever, go narrow and deep on one of them because that's all the time you're really going to have. Now, if you, as you get bigger and you're an organization, and you scale up, that storyline changes, but it, but the principles apply. Do it at least expensive as possible to solve a problem that's that's got tangible revenue or operational savings to it.
0: In this world that we're in, there are just so many options. You talked about technology fatigue, but how do I even sort through all the options that are available to pick the best one for my firm?
1: I, I feel like this is a layup question. Like they should just call me and I can help them. <laughs> um, maybe they should go to instantlyrelevant.com. By the way, this was not sponsored by instantlyrelevant.com. So, uh, if you, no, I, I would say you, you do need to ask some peers, mentors, uh, and ask a lot of questions. So uh, find somebody you can, who can help you understand the problem you're trying to solve. Shamelessly is probably the right word. I do help people just from conversations, you know, from a Zoom meeting, just say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do, what would you do? Just reach out, put things on Reddit. Like there's another place you can do it. You can go post something on LinkedIn. What would you do to solve this? Lots of people will jump in to kind of help you think through the problem. And then when you get into the weeds of like, I'm thinking about ready to buy or this, then I would probably, uh, do a little more homework, a little, you know, some trusted resources, but leverage the technology is there to learn from others and, and, and grow, grow your technology stack, so to speak, from that.
0: Okay. So let's say I found these certain technologies that I think are going to be really good for my firm. How do I then really empower my team to apply all of these new, new tools to get even more done and be even more productive?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So coming out of your own you know, world uh, to scaling teams on it, uh, this comes down to a really good process. And this is something that's not new at all. Um, it's, it's having your teams understand where the technology fits in the process, how it enables, and what it replaces. And that's, there's some coaching, some training, Um, Even some acumen that they will need to kind of leverage that, because some people who execute process, let's say manually, do a very bad job of using it with technology, and some people who really use technology well are terrible at doing the manual uh, the manual process. But having it defined in a way that's repeatable and scalable, so when you bring technologies in to enable it to go faster or or replace parts that have been very manual, that that just needs honestly needs to be documented and needs to be trained on.
0: So. Is it important, do you think, when I'm actually analyzing all the resources and tools that are available to me today to get my team involved, to get their opinion so they have buy-in on that? Or do I just show up with the right solutions that I think are the right ones and then tell them they need to figure out how to use it? What's the better way to do that?
1: It's a mix of the two. I am a big fan of going to the team and understanding what their challenges and problems are. And then relaying to them what your challenges are as the owner or the leader, right, of what your, some of your challenges, objectives are. And see where there's some overlap. And then asking them, like, what technologies do you know of that might solve that? And get their feedback. I think getting the feedback in is a much better way to get people to buy in and use it. And you may discover, and I know I have, you know, some, you know, gold nuggets, gems that, you know, oh, in a previous role I used X, Y, and Z. I was really good at it. This might help. And that's a great way to discover what it is you should go use, because you'd be like, well, tell me about it. And they know all about it. And you're like, I'm not sure it's the right fit, but this person knows how to make it work and it works well. And you just save yourself a ton of training cycle and buy-in needed and because you just ask the questions. And so I think a collaborative, depends on your culture, of course, of the company, but the collaborative work environment to get input really helps. It may slow you down the buying process and implementation piece a bit, but it will certainly accelerate you on the execution and the the value of what the technologies you are picking.
0: I think that's the important piece is, yeah, you may be slower to get what you want, but in the back end, it's going to really expedite it and speed it up. And I think that's the key piece for that. Agreed. Basically we as entrepreneurs should be doing only what we can do and actually like to do and really delegating or outsourcing everything else so what are some of the best ways that we can focus on just our core competencies and really then focusing on outsourcing everything else whether that's internal external an agency another company however we want to outsource
1: so the question being is how do you how are you how do you leverage outsourcing in this right. equation yeah yeah and think of technology. It's actually another way to think about technology is it's an outsource play. You're outsourcing part of what a human could have done for you. And when you think about outsourcing, be open to additional labor markets uh, that are, have. you know, it's called labor arbitrage, right? So you're using very capable, smart humans who happen to live in a place where five bucks an hour or $10 an hour is a pretty good salary. It's a pretty good wage. You know, there are places, there are things when you don't do that in the US versus other places, but but you have to be open and know that it's different cultures and there's different techniques. So you have to be just realizing that's just not gonna be, you know, if you're in the US, it's gonna be the same. So I think a big piece to you go ahead and know how to do this is to find areas of capabilities and areas of uh, the world that can perform and can communicate. And are they, you know, back office where they don't have to interact with customers or is it more customer facing and they, there's some, you know, uh, additional requirements for communication and what have you. But you should be, you know, as an entrepreneur focusing on your core capabilities, which might be, you know, your your services, your sales, what it is that you're offering, and then understand what it is you want in a process for execution so you can leverage outsource partners to take care of it. It's You won't scale otherwise. You'll always be in this kind of plateau where you can only take in so many customers, uh, only do so much business development, so much delivery, and you'll be stuck in this kind of, uh, you know, hunt-kill cycle before you can eat and, you know, the ups and downs of entrepreneurship ride right with that.
0: Yeah, I definitely know a lot of my clients and peers that I know outsource to other places in other countries, other people in other countries where, yeah, the salary isn't as much and they're thrilled with it, thrilled with them. So we do have to really look every place based on what we're looking for, right?
1: Yeah. Well, part of it's cultural is the biggest piece. So you know some people have great fits working with people out of india or pakistan or even out of south america others you know love the philippines love vietnam it really comes down to to some degree just how you culturally fit with the execution um, and you know probably could do a whole podcast on the nuances of that but but the idea is you'll discover that by working and experimenting with different uh cultures and and price points for it and so that that is that that's not an easy thing. So like when you take on outsourcing, there's it doesn't just kind of happen. And you see lots of people like you know who go to Upwork or Fiverr. Those are great resources for projects. You can often find people long term out of that. But if you're going to build a team that's going to be executing, let's say for a customer or client, you're going to have to really understand that there's there's a lot of work that goes into finding the right people, right team balance specific, specifically if it's going to be remote. And then differently, if you're going to use an organization that kind of has people people and teams, um, there's a bunch of those you have to go and kind of learn all that too. So it's a full-time job. I would, I would seek some external help to help you navigate that and understand what it is you're trying to solve and, and where you possibly could go. Sometimes h- hiring a consultant is a good thing for the investment because you'll save a ton of money and time and uh, failures, if you will, if, if, you know, if you hire somebody who knows what they're doing with that even.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Out of curiosity, now you've been using OpenAI for over three years now. What do you think are the most significant? I know it's kind of a loaded question again, but the most significant improvements to date that are now available to us that we should or could be taking advantage of that maybe we're not to help our businesses grow.
1: Yeah. So uh, and I'll give you more of the mindset because there's so many technologies are coming. You definitely want to leverage technology to help you accelerate the content creation in the form of written uh, video audio. Absolutely need to do that. Some other hardware technologies I think are very cool are just improvements in cameras and lighting and and filtering. So if you want to improve your visual quality, the, those prices aren't terribly expensive, and you should you know invest in that. Unless you're just a podcast only, then just get a really good mic and ed- editing system. The the other pieces I think are, are around uh, time management and accelerators of uh, you know keeping your your processes in time. So there's you always want to look for things that help you. Create a process, execute it. Focus your time in to get that done, or your teams. And and I think just staying uh, maybe abreast of kind of the technology trends yourself is really important. So you're not you know five years down the road and you're like, what is this technology? I haven't heard of it. Like you know what is what? It's it's funny when people talk like, what is Web three o? What is all this stuff? It's like like they've missed all the technology trends and stories that have come up from that, right? And and so I think just keeping keeping yourself kind of abreast of it and came in, and really focused on Uh, Learning uh, every week will help you understand where you can apply these technologies like AI and automation, other things, to parts of your business in a way that's not too painful, but incredibly valuable.
0: Now, I recently heard something about, I think it was Google can figure out AI written content. So if, for example, I'm looking at new content creation, I want to rewrite something. I want a better take on something that I think could get me possibly better results. And I put it into an AI system and it outputs something. I think, oh, that sounds really great. Should I use that content as I've been given it from this AI resource or should I edit that? Or what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I would definitely edit it. And, and there's a few reasons for that. Um, First of all, today though, that may be better than you can write. In the future, it'll be very clear that was maybe AI written. Uh, and, and, the, and the other piece of that is, you wanna make sure you're working your own personality and brand and, and value statements into some of this content. Now, the technology can really help you do that, but I would, I would make sure you modify. Small stuff, maybe not like headlines or, or small descriptions, but when you're writing something longer, put your thoughts, your experiences, because then it'll come across um, authentic to the reader, but also within search indexing and, and other things like this. So you should leverage this technology to accelerate you, like I said, not replace you. So to take a moment to kind of add your own two cents or nickel into it as well.
0: So I guess you think that the future is still human led, not AI is going to take over everything, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my background is in intelligent automation, and AI systems specifically, you know, about 10 years of that in consulting and advisory. What I've always seen in any of these bigger technologies, it's if it's not human led. It's somewhat bound to fail so it is a mis- mistake in my opinion right now to turn on ai and automation fully as a organization because your brand's not risk your messaging your your creative thinking and positioning sometimes gets out of control so definitely have human led, but the humans can be massive massively accelerated by these technologies
0: interestingly enough you know you think about what people some people do for a living hey they're writers they write content does this help their business with all these new tools or does it hurt their business? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, so I think people who are doing pure content creation, it, uh, unless they're doing it for someone just as a time saver. So, so that it, if, if they're not leveraging the technology, they, they will be out of a job because they can't produce as much as somebody who is. So I think that's a, you know, slowly you just can't produce the content levels that people are going to expect when you're talking about maybe like ghostwriting or book writing, those technologies will enable you It will not replace you right now. I mean, it could in the future, but I still think original thought and original authenticity will uh, will prevail in, in that kind of d- domain as well. But if you're not evolving with it and leveraging the technologies is you're doing it, you will get behind. And once you get behind, that's, that's when you're at risk of, you know, your business falling, Plateaued or flat or not growing, and or you not getting as many, you know, contracts if you're in a, you know, single uh, entrepreneur type thing. You have to use the technologies. You have to be up, upste- uh, uh, keep up with them, and understand where it can accelerate you and where it's actually a threat to your business, and then pivot your business to uh, not be as threatened by it.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of all the people out there that you know, want to write a book, you know, that's their goal or want to get published in this regard. And, you know, would typically go to a ghostwriter. But now with all these tools available, you have options and you can leverage the people part of it, maybe as a as a component of it. But they should be also leveraging technology to help them help you create whatever it is you're trying to create.
1: Well, exactly. So I'm in the middle of writing a book called Never Been Promoted. Right. And it's about this kind of entrepreneurial journey. Uh, I have a ghostwriter we, I'm leveraging because I attempted to do it with G, GPT-4 or with OpenAI, and it's still, it doesn't get you there. It can give you a great framework, but it comes out too textbooky. It doesn't come out with enough of my story in it, and that's where you got to come in and still voice it. You can do some things to enable this. Some of the technology we talked about earlier, like Otter and other things, you can interview yourself and just talk. The, those technologies do a really good job of summarizing, but I still think writing and stylistically, the 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 people who write really well will still they'll still have plenty of work because the models aren't quite there now. Future versions of these kind of technologies, specifically around AI and you know creating content, will be very very good at doing that, um, and and that will change the nature of actually though what are we reading anyway? So so are books long form books that are written by AI really super important? Maybe I don't know. That it will change the nature of that industry a bit.
0: Interesting. As we go forth into the new world of all these technology changes, and again, it continues to change and will change for as long as we are alive. What are your last parting thoughts about what you think is important for us to really know and do?
1: Yeah, the technology is rapidly evolving and it, and it, it seems it appears to continually accelerate. Uh, you definitely want to keep in touch with things around the content creation, around how social media media algorithms work search. These are very core for business so you can maximize your you know paid search ads or your you know social media content strategy. Keep it keeping attention to what's working and how the, and specifically how the social media algorithms are, are reacting with those. The other piece that's maybe a bigger picture to keep an eye on is the idea of transparency and explainability of AI. And, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, if, if you can create content at such scale, at some point you have to start validating if it's real, authentic, or you know, or uh, fact-checked. And and so don't get caught up that you know just because the AI says that certain stats or certain things are correct when it writes for you or it creates something for you that it is actually true. So something to be concerned of is make sure you still keep a kind of a, your head on a swivel there a little bit to just ask the right questions of is, is that actually accurate? Is that actually truth, truthful or, or factually correct?
0: Boy, I wouldn't have thought of that at all. <laughs> with, all the, with all the information that goes into creating the AI as the resource, I would have thought they got their facts right. So that's a really big takeaway is don't make an assumption that what they're feeding you is 100 percent correct. Really do your own checking.
1: Correct. Uh, I think, you know, I, I think th- there will be a need for uh, almost like the blue check on your content verified uh, in the future. I think it'll be needed.
0: All right. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your very valuable time with us today and giving us some things to think about as we move forward in growing our business using technology.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a very cool conversation and something that's very close to my heart on what we do every day. And so I I appreciate the, uh, the platform to chat with you about it.
0: Yeah. And people certainly tell them how they can take advantage of your services again, Thomas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if if you'd like to learn a little bit more about me or the the company that I own, which is Instantly Relevant, um, you go to instantlyrelevant.com and you can find time to connect uh, with me through that and have a little idea of what we can do specifically with people for generating leads for their businesses.
0: And my hope for our time together with Thomas is that you got value and an idea or two that will help you be even more successful professionally and personally. Feel free to share my podcast with others, as it can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English-speaking countries, and of course, on accountabilitycoach.com. And if you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which can also be found on most podcast platforms and in most English-speaking countries. And if you'd like to get more proven business success resources and tips, subscribe to my blog by going to accountabilitycoach.com forward slash blog. And always remember to aim for what you want each and every single day. Until next time, make it a great day. Today and every day. I appreciate you listening.